2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome
1: to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the
3: radio. Speed City.
0: Good evening, Gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We are live from Austin, Texas. Thank you for tuning in for your Sunday night with Speed City. We are in Austin, the epicenter, the ground zero for Formula One in the United States and many other championships, and now NASCAR at Circuit of the Americas. All right, welcome to the show, Jonathan Green, Austin, Texas, baby. Jonathan Green, Austin, Texas, baby. (laughs) How are you, my friend? I, if I was any better, it would hurt. Les Kaiser's got the night off, taking a little time away, but uh, we got a good show for you tonight. We're going to talk all about, uh, mostly Formula One, talk a little NASCAR too, uh, but Formula One, all the car launches this week. We had, how many do we have? We had Mercedes and Alpine on Monday, Aston Martin on Tuesday, Haas on Wednesday, Williams on Friday, and we're going to focus on, we're going to start talking about Haas, and then we're going to do a little Red Bull for sure, and so... um, and a little Ferrari. Vashbidania. And, yeah. And, uh, that,
4: that's the only Russian I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Prost. Yeah, Prost is cheers in Russian.
0: Let me give out the phone number if anybody wants to call and join the show tonight. 512-643-5483. 512-643-LIVE. And uh, Jonathan, you got to go to, speaking of CODA, you spent some time at CODA for the Super Lap Battle and uh, some other stuff out there this week. And you had uh, they said it was an awesome event, right?
4: Yeah, it's a while since I've been out to the Circuit of the Americas. And yeah, it was a beautiful, as you know, Austin's had a beautiful weekend. So there was lots of folks out and about, um, but all socially distanced and being careful. Uh, but the uh, time trials was awesome. I had never been to one. There was a car show, there was drifting, there was time lapse, which is what it's all about. And every kind of car from uh, a, a Miata to a, a McLaren. Oh, look. There you yes. go.
0: Nicely played.
4: Uh, Thank you. Um, And also uh, rather interesting and rather positive. I mean, you know, poor old Bobby and his team have not had much to smile about in the last year. Uh, If you remember, COVID hit at the worst possible time for Coda because it was literally today, uh, a year ago, that um, we got locked down. And of course, that meant that the up and coming MotoGP that was coming to uh, Coda was immediately cancelled. And of course, Formula One was cancelled. So I don't need to tell you what's happened in the pandemic. But the point is, there hasn't been a lot to smile about. But uh, one of the things is that events are coming back. Uh, You mentioned NASCAR. I'm really looking forward to that. And they're gearing up for that. They were testing this week. Martin Truex Jr. was here. uh, And a few others. Um, But the other uh, big story is... um, um, Coda had put on a drive-through... COVID uh, vaccination center um, for people uh, qualified to do it. And they have been putting in the numbers. Um, It's a bit of an experiment, but it's the first one done in Central Texas. And I would say the experiment was an almighty success.
0: And you say Um, it's the first one. There's other big sites, but this one's the first one. Why? Because it's different. It's like these judges and... and yeah go ahead.
4: yes, it's a, it's an independent run by like you say three county judges here in um, it's a combination of between the judges and uh, Ascension um, Seaton um, which of course is is a part with COTA yeah. anyway. so yeah um, so effectively yes there are lots of other federally run places that you can go to, but this was all basically in the parking lot by the carting um, of cota. And they were able to let literally get people to drive through, drive in, get their get their shot and go. And um, they got through about three and a half thousand yesterday and they were doing it again today. So there's a good chance that close to um, 10,000 people could have been vaccinated this weekend.
0: Oh, man, that's awesome. That is fantastic. And. Man, we're uh, we're not going to be too long before you, me, and Les are vaccinated. We can get back all three in the studio. We're coming up on that. Before I don't think too they long. can have
4: a cure. I don't think no, they can no, have a cure that no. I
0: have, though. <laughs> did you hear the producer? No, no, no. I did.
4: Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there is a vaccination for what I got. <laughs>
5: yeah, that is a true fact. <laughs> that is
0: absolutely <laughs> the, the truth.
4: truth. I, I'm just. It's called I mean, the mayhem all, vaccination. I, all my life. Well, no, but all my life I've chased cars and dogs. That's uh, cars and bikes. That's all I've done. So I've decided to invest in a dog
0: to to so I don't feel lonely anymore. Ah, uh, well, we'll we'll have to see that new puppy if he wakes up. But I want to go straight into Haas F one. I want to go into F- Haas F one Formula One uh, broadcast. I mean, uh, right? Launch livery and et cetera, Because it is um, controversial to say the least. I mean, as as is, uh, is there anything that Haas has done in the last few months that hasn't been controversial? It's uh, so the car, yeah. the car, Jonathan. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, "Hey, it's nice. It's red, white, and blue." And then you quickly <laughs> reminded me. Take a good close look at those colors, and and then take a look at the Russian flag.
4: Yeah, it is the Russian flag, <laughs> frankly. And I, I don't mean to be rude, but uh, I, I, I knew that it would have something like that because their their new title sponsor is. Um, um, Nikita Masapin's uh, father, Dimitri, uh, his company, as you can see, it emblazoned above the Haas logo, Ukarli, Ukareli, I think it is. Uh, how you pronounce it? I'm not uh, yeah. sure, but I'll get better as the season goes on. Yeah. And the other, lo- and the other one is One and One, and that is a German uh, telecommunications company, and that will be Mick Schumacher's um, sponsor. Um, but Ucarili, uh is Masapin's father's company. And those colors on the wing, on the side of the car, are the Russian flag. And I think it's a big dropping of the ball, frankly, because everybody, you know, look, there's been plenty of Russians in Formula One. We've had um, s p We've had Kvyat. We've had lots of, we've had a, a, a Marussia were owned by Russians. Um, yeah. There's been plenty of a Russian interest in Formula One. But for an American team to put a Russian flag on an American car, I mean, forget politics. Uh, It just doesn't sit right. And what I noticed straight off the bat, because I don't just follow motor racing, I follow all sorts of uh, sport. And the Russian flag is actually, as we speak, banned in most sports by WADA, which is the world organization. It's basically the, the, the... no WADA. W A D A. Okay, it's the doping. It's the doping organization. Because as you know, Russian uh, athletes and Russian sports have been have fallen foul to uh, doping charges, both in the Olympics and in other sports. The Russians and so cheating and so forth.
0: The Russians cheating it at, in the Olympics have. That's that's hard to believe.
4: Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but um. so what I'm getting at is that, for example, the Olympics, right? Winter or summer, the Russian team are not allowed, as they weren't in the last Olympics, to show up And carry their flag or wear their flag on their shirts or whatever. Um, They literally have to go to the events as independents. They were going to be banned from the Olympics last time, but they were allowed in last minute um, if they didn't have a doping record or didn't have any, you know, um, crossover with problems in the past in that in that field. So that the athletes who were, you know, uh, were abiding, so to speak. We're at least able to compete um, because that would be tragic because Russia has produced fantastic athletes. Anyway, long story short, the FIA have also backed that doping uh, ban. Now, I'm not saying that anybody's doping in um, Formula right, 1, right. but that flag is controversial all the same. And I think to put it on an American car, well, what 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 do you think the fans are going to say? You're an American. You tell us.
0: Well, well let's put it this way. Uh, do I want to buy a Haas shirt or a Haas hat? or whatever with the Russian flag on it, you know? I mean, look, I think... (laughs) I think for, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Merch- gonna, merchandise is not going to be
4: like I. I wouldn't want to be the head of merchandise for the right now.
0: Yeah, but no, you how know many what?
4: hats have you sold? Uh, two <laughs> to Boris, to Boris and Yadvik. <laughs>
0: they say we were they were getting a run on the old hats. But yeah, the
4: old hats. Yeah, they're go, they're going up. They're classics.
0: I mean, look. The the answer is obvious: is that there's going to it's going to turn some people off immediately and say, "There's no way I'm going to do that." There's going to be some that are. I mean, like my reaction. Honestly, I saw it and I didn't recognize it at first because I just don't know the Russian flag at at a glance. But what, once the what was the movie where he goes thinking the Russian? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You know the
4: one? It was, it was a, it was, was it Top Gear? Uh, and I
0: then think...
4: you've got, and then you've got Sean Connery with his crazy Ivans. So you know, maybe yep. we'll have a crazy Ivan and we can steer ourselves out of trouble.
0: <laughs> well, look, it's. Uh, I think it's. It's either. Somebody's making a giant mistake or Gene Haas is crazy like a fox taking the taking the money now and, you know, move on down the road in this in this transition year.
4: Yeah. And let me qualify what I just said. And my my what I just said was my personal opinion about how I feel. I feel that they've dropped the ball for all those PR reasons. But I'm not Gene Haas and I'm not Gene Haas who has invested for five years in Formula One at great cost while running a leading NASCAR team. And as we kind of got bits and bobs from Gunter last year, um, Gene was not going to keep bankrolling a a last-placed team. And he said that quite uh, strongly all through the year. And then it came to signing up for the Concord Agreement, which was a five-year deal for all 10 teams. And Gene either needed a pull plug then or sign up for five years. He signed up for five years. So he has said, I will keep Haas on the grid by contract for the next five years. So to get a Russian sponsor and a Russian young driver who was only two places behind Mick Schumacher, and while Schumacher has the big name, Nikita Mazapan is a handy driver and has done very similar to Mick on the way up. He's achieved a lot. Uh, He is a good driver all the way to the end of last season. Um, And I know, forget the controversy for a sec, because that's just, a—I mean, we could spend a whole three hours on that. But um, so my point is maybe the wily old fox, Gene Haas, has said to himself, I can't develop the car. I don't want to spend my tokens. Uh, We're not going to improve dramatically in 21. You can't change the cars a great deal. They've got a better engine from Ferrari. But will it be good enough to move them ahead of Williams and Alfa and i i honestly think he's he might be the he might be the guy who actually with a smile on his face come 2022 because he hasn't had to put the money in while they're losing
0: yeah and you, we don't know because what if they've got something up their sleeve for 2022 sponsor wise or whatever wise and this is a, you know a one year deal who knows and i, I I mean, uh, actually, I didn't see the contract on that that I remember. Is it a multi-year deal for this? It, it
4: is a multi-year deal, but really, it's interesting. I'd like to somebody like, uh, um, you know, uh, somebody to kind of uh, uh, an investigative journalist, uh, you know, to kind of come up with what that deal really is. And as you know, Russian Russian business dealings are not well known by many people. And so it's a bit cloak and dagger. We don't get to hear hear about it. Um, In terms of actual uh, investment, but there's no question that Gene wouldn't give his car quite literally to one name besides his own uh, unless it was a pretty substantial deal. So I, I would pretty much count on the fact that Mazapan comes with a title sponsorship of money as well as the driver.
0: Yeah, I think that the uh, the contract just states multi year, doesn't say how long, and who knows what that means, right? So Yeah. yeah. Well, they they also had a, a multi year contract with uh, Rich Energy, but you know, that worked out too. So I mean,
4: you know, what if, what if they do what they did in Australia when they first bounced out and got two six places or yeah uh, or six pl- yeah uh, then then you might buy a Russian hat, but eh.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. This is going to be really interesting to watch, and we are going to go deep dive on this because. Yeah. We're going to get some other folks, some experts beyond our expertise, and well, and and, and, and we're going to we're do gonna either get. a podcast, a separate, or we're going to have more on the show. We'll we'll decide on that.
4: Well, what we what we want to do is we want some fans' input. So feel free to either text us, uh, tweet at us, whatever, and get us your opinion because this know, is that's... an American
0: concern. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we want we want to find out yeah. what the fans think about this so uh yeah if you're listening, and we're gonna
4: get Dave in, uh, dave o'neill involved he, unfortunately he's he's away racing in Barber this weekend but dave o'neill former team manager uh since 2017 since the launch yeah um and who left the team a couple of years ago i'm sure he'll have some interesting input whether it be personal or whether it be actual insider insider knowledge on it
0: i know we called dave a little while ago a couple hours ago and he, I, he picks up and i can hear cars going on the track and i said Hey Dave, uh-huh. how's it going? He goes, "Well, i we're we're uh we're we're in the race. We got 3 laps to go. Can I call you back?" Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> was yeah. he didn't tell you who's driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I guess so. You can call me back." Oh god. All you right.
4: know, I think he's having an awesome time, you know. He's he's been in Formula 1 for so long where it's all so regimented, and I think he's, you know, enjoying co- tracks like Barber and Sebring and, you know, all these American places and he's looking after some young guys <laughs> and putting his knowledge to good work. So, yeah. Good good
0: good on him. All right well, let's take a break. you listen to speed City and we'll be back after these messages.
2: everyone. This is Günther Steiner. This is Speed City.
0: Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back, Günther Steiner, bringing us back. And speaking of Günther Steiner, the the new Netflix Drive to Survive, Formula One Drive to Survive. The trailer is out, and uh, it features.
4: Who cares about the trailer? When's it start?
0: they start, what What did they say, March 15th? So, what, a week I away?
4: You know what? I think this is going to be a really, really interesting year. Not just because of Netflix, but because of the pairings we've got this year. It really, I don't think we've really kind of, it, I don't think it's really sunk in. Oh. The, the human changes that have gone on. Forget the cars. We know the cars aren't going to change that much. So, I'm really, and this has always been my favorite interest in Formula 1, is the people and the head-to-heads. Uh, and there's so many good ones this year.
0: Oh, dude, I, I, this year, I am so excited about what all is going on. I mean, there's so many sub-stories, right? You know, we, yep. can, can Mercedes do what they do? Can, is, the, is the Ferrari engine going to help them and everybody else that runs their engine, including Haas F1? I mean, you could go on and on and on. It's going to be a fantastic season, and I can't wait for March 28th.
4: And can McLaren, with a Mercedes engine, perform I know, above I know. their third place?
0: I mean, you could you could rattle off the top ten stories and go, which one of these is the best? Right. But, um, mm-hmm. I and, and in fact, you know what? I think let's go to Red Bull first, Jonathan. Let's talk about Red yeah. Bull because we haven't yet, and we've got some clips and some, some discussion that we want to have about yep. Red Bull. And I guess the number one big story going into this year is pretty obvious, and that's Sergio Perez as the new yeah. driver, replacing Alba.
4: You're straight into it. Red Bull is probably, in many ways, the most interesting of all. The reason being, Verstappen, at 22 or 23 now, is a proven winner. Um, he was pretty much, whenever he finished last year, he was on the podium. So that's worth thinking about. Yeah. So he's ready to win full-time. And Red Bull, as we saw at the end of last season, are ready to go for the championship now. We complain One of the stories that ran through last year was Albon not cutting it compared to Verstappen and therefore not allowing Christian Horner and the team to go for the team's championship because Alban was getting seventh and eights while Verstappen was getting constant podiums. Now I, I still think that Verstappen is that far ahead, but the real test will be now with Perez, who is a seasoned plus 30 formula one driver with over a hundred grand prix to his name. He knows. And a win. What, and a win. And he knows what the struggle has been like uh, with Force India uh, having good competitive material. Remember, he started at McLaren. So he's always been there or thereabouts. And I really think his wise old head and his ability to work with the team will be second to none. And I really do think it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see how the younger hotshoe gets along with Perez. And what we said about Perez last year is how does he not bring it home? every time yeah and that is what you need and that's what red bull needs and if just if verstappen is uh, sorry uh uh, perez Perez. gets the better of verstappen we'll see how how mentally strong the the boy is
0: wow yeah you know it's so funny as you're saying that i was just thinking he's going to be a good teammate he's really great he's really fast but he's not as fast as verstappen but i don't know that i don't know if he's as fast as verstappen we don't know that
4: and the truth is in today's formula one with who's coming up like Mick Schumacher and so many else, so, so many others, uh, this is it. This is it for Sergio Perez. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have, he's going to finish out his career here and and he wants, and he's with a team that can bring him a world title. They've got four with Vettel. They just need to find that sweet spot with Adrian Newey um, and, and the team. And I think 22, like everybody else is when it'll all start to come together for them. But unfortunately for them, so too, it's the same story for everybody trying to do the same thing.
0: God, you're right. You're so right. This is such a fantastic story. I'm so excited to see this happen. See Perez and Verstappen on this team. I'm really excited. But hey, uh, let's play the clip that we've got uh, above uh, of Sergio Perez in a Red Bull uniform. Let's hear it from Sergio.
6: I was looking at my name, you know, and that car is is something very special. Uh, driving a the new car, the car that we're going to drive this season, it's always a very special moment for all the team. Uh, you know, they've been working so hard all throughout the year, you know, and uh, through the, the winter. So to finally uh, go on track with that car, it's uh, bit quite an emotional day. And we're looking so much forward to, to it. And uh, to say that I, I can see the potential of it takes a lot of time to, to be 100% comfortable, and I, I expect myself to be doing changes in the first five races of getting very comfortable with the, with the car. But um, I have to say that we've done a lot of progress on that. We've changed the seat, uh, we have just uh, belts. Uh, every time we, we're doing something different, so that's, that's priority to, to get me comfortable with it. So when we go to Bahrain, we, we're ready to pick some ass. I think the goal is to win. Uh, it's obviously a process to to it. We have to get on top. And hopefully the card is good enough for that. But uh, we have to wait and see. You know, uh, Mercedes had a good advantage on the team uh, last last few years. So hopefully this, this season we are able to close the gap and, and give them a part time.
0: I like the beginning of those videos. <laughs> because the rest of it, he's just kind of saying the, 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 the team line. But at the beginning, you hear what he said? He said... I'm looking at my name on the car. And you could hear the excitement in his voice about how excited he was to be on a team that's competing like this.
4: You know, another thing I was thinking of when he was talking there, I I, I mentioned that he's been with McLaren. He's been with... Uh, Force India, and he's now with Red Bull, all three of which are English teams. Uh, And I was thinking of Dave O'Neill. You know, it takes for, for a Mexican driver or a Spanish driver or, you know, somebody who isn't English, it takes an understanding of how a team at the top level works and, and, and Red Bull are a good example. You know, they're very professional, but they are a very English team uh, run by Christian Horner. I, I know. Yes. that the, the, ownership is, is German and Austrian, but I, I think, you know, primarily he knows how to work with, with three different teams now. And so that's a huge amount of experience. Verstappen was born uh, at Milton Keynes. I think, I, I think he <laughs> was in a cradle. I think he was a, in a cradle in Vettel's old car. Um, but um, yeah, he he's danger
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah,
4: he was in a manger. <laughs> so some of his fans would think so, yes.
0: Uh yeah. Well, I, uh,
4: the, well the barn door is certainly open and the Red Bull <laughs> is out. Bull.
0: Oh, nicely played, Mr. Green. Very nice. All Thank right. You. Well, we got a couple more clips. I wanna let's play this clip from Max Verstappen. It's just a short one, but uh, let's let's hear from Max of Verstappen.
6: To be honest, at the end of the day, um, it's all about just giving your feedback and try to work together as good as you can. And Sergio has been in the one now for a while, so I think he has proven himself that uh, you know he's a good point-scorer. And uh, I hope that as a team, you know, we can uh, make it difficult for Mercedes especially, because I think they still are the favourites. So, um, yeah, I just hope as a team and, and together with, with Sergio we can score no points. <laughs>
0: So I didn't hear Very even diplomatic. It, it was, but also
6: I did not hear
0: a single little, tw- even a twinge of worry, like competitive worry, if you know what I mean.
4: No. And I think that is the beauty of Verstappen. He is the pure racer. He so believes in himself. He always has. I mean, I mean, goodness, didn't he not win on his first race or something ridiculous uh, for Red Bull? I
0: I, I, I don't remember, but yeah, incredible. He won in Spain.
4: He won in Spain. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you know, he, he exudes confidence, a la Hamilton, almost. Um, and, and and that's put him in good stead because he drives like he talks. Um, I don't think he will be intimidated by Perez unless Perez does an Alonso. What does that mean, you say? <laughs> well, Alonso, as you remember, is a real operator behind the scenes. He, he gathers the team around him and, you know, a you sneaky bastard the, is what he is. Uh, well, all right, that's a, yes, okay. Is that a Spanish expression I haven't heard of?
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good old South Texas but he, expression. But he,
4: but he is. He's a manipulator. And uh, he did it at McLaren where he and um, Lewis fell out very quickly and it turned horribly bad. And this has that potential. I don't think Perez is like Alonso in that respect, but I think he will definitely keep his cards close to his chest. And I think they'll go about their business um, a bit like Weber and Vettel, which is... Uh, Horner will be trying to make them work together and, you know, Perez is faster than you
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or
4: Verst- yeah, Verstappen is faster than you. And I think both of them are headstrong enough where I think Horner is going to be in that position again he's thinking- where he's going to have to let the dogs off the lead and let them go. But he may need to rein them in at the end of the season if the championship is close. And I'm talking about the constructors championship.
0: Yeah, right. And or
4: if one of them gets uh, a significant lead and therefore needs the backup of his teammate.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's true. And look, uh, Sergio Perez is in that spot in his career. He's, you know, he won a race last year. Uh, however, he did it. He won a race, right? He's and he's done fantastic. He has proven that he is a great driver. But he's at the end of his career, roughly, and so he. He he's he's probably going to be a great teammate because he's not going to push too hard in the wrong time or whatever and crash both cars out. So I, I think it's going to be a really, really great combination. And and I, I don't know how long it'll last, but I really think it's going to be a, a perfect combination for Red Bull this year. And look, let's face it. They've changed the 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 rules. And one of the big rules that they've changed for this year which is not that many is they've changed the floor, right? They've changed the floor of the car and the floor of the car is a dramatic part of the aerodynamics of a car. And who's better than Red Bull at aerodynamics, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And they've got very different cars. So, uh, cause I'm thinking Red Bull versus Mercedes, right? Mer- Red Bull's yeah. got that rake and Mercedes is, uh, is, does not have that. And that, that tapering of the car at the back, right? What the, of the floor at the back of the car, it's going to be a really interesting, you can see it in that shot right there, but uh, the tapering of the car at the back, it's going to be really interesting to see how Red Bull All deals with that. Things, Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Maybe that's enough advantage to give us a level playing field between Mercedes and Red Bull. Now, I did notice during Red during Mercedes' launch of their car, you couldn't see the, that part of the floor very well, purposefully. They're going to yeah, wait until the also- Bahrain test next week, so...
4: Right. And a lot of the teams have not when they launched did not put the tapered new new back on because a time and b they don't want the opposition to see how they're doing. it. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, you and if a lot of these launch pictures we're showing if, if there are real boffins. Uh, wearing John Massengale's anorak out there, we are aware that some of the pictures we're showing you may well be dated uh, because we just get what the team send us, and they're not going to give us the really good stuff uh, until they break break wind. Break wind? <laughs> break cover. Hey, it's, it's aerodynamics. It's well. It is very. <laughs> aerodynamics. they got to break wind in Bahrain. Now, that's not often I thought I'd get that into a there,
0: There's a tweet for you. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and take a break and, re- <laughs> re- <laughs> and regather ourselves. All right, you're listening to Speed City live in Austin, Texas, back after these messages.
3: so i hear you like listening to talk 1370 that's very good Now, what do I got to do to get you
1: to listen a little bit more? Beginning Thursday, it's an offer you can't refuse. The Big Cash Bribe on Talk 1370. Your chance to win $1,000 every hour, every weekday, between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., right after CBS News on the Hour. Listen for the secret keyword. Text it to 72881. Take the cash and the cannoli. Message and data rates apply in this multi-market contest. You probably won't end up with a horse head in your bed.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me
3: austin's talk 1370 hello i'm jenny Gow from bbc f1 you are listening to speed city
0: welcome back to the fastest hour in radio speed city Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for your Sunday night with Speed City. We are perilously close to the Formula One season, two weeks away. And, of course, we will be doing our pre- and post-race shows all season long, once again, going into our fourth season. And uh, you can go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, to find out where you can hear that. It's on national radio. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Go to our website and check it out. But, Jonathan, we have— You hear that in the
4: background? You hear that in the background? Yeah. ACDC,
0: ACDC, yeah. Highway to Hell, Highway to Hell. What? I
4: was commentating. I was commentating on the lead singer of ACDC racing last weekend.
0: <laughs> Are you serious? He was in Trans Am. Yeah,
4: in SVRA. Oh, in SVRA. No, a' in SVRA. <laughs> yeah, he races in historic.
0: I oh, should have known better. Cool. SVRA. <laughs> I mean, it had to be couldn't be Trans Am. Of course, there's been some. Uh, <laughs> there's been a few guys that he's good with a few uh, rings in the bark for racing Trans Am, but that's pretty cool. What's his name?
4: brian johnson
0: brian johnson that's right i should have known that uh being of the vintage i am i should have known that hey let me give out the phone number 512-643-5483-512-643 live you want to call in and we do have a caller let me see we have uh we have mike calling in mike welcome to the show hey how you guys doing hey mike good yeah well it's great to uh, may have be to back in. on with you uh there he is hey mike how's it going buddy Hey, I'm doing good. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing good. What's going on tonight?
7: Uh, put the load of Corvettes off all the way down through Naples, Florida. Everyone's happy. You with haven't their dropped any off in Austin for us. Well, you know, I haven't got the, the, what do they call it, I haven't got the seniority to get to Texas lately, you know. It's a, well, it's I'll, a I'll meet call. you on I-95, real, <laughs> one late night. Hey, now, now we're talking, you know, I-95, I'm up and down it, but uh, listen you to you guys, you know, still love what you do, I'm glad for the F1, my feelings are hurt that you're talking about that uh, stock car stuff but you know (laughs) someone has to do it but i wanted to say back on sergio i think he's a i think he's one of the the uh best guys going in f1 right now as far as uh personalities i think he's a team player i think he uh is an asset wherever he goes he's a good driver and uh,
0: i think he'll he'll be really good for the team i I, i'm glad you say that because i think everybody feels that way i think we do for sure Right. You know, and uh, again, go ahead.
4: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. His following in Mexico has always been big, but now he's got a competitive car. He's always had good social media. He's always had good fans. I think this is hes he could well explode this year.
7: I think I think that uh, again, I, I enjoy I like the guys, you know, that that go through kind of simply, not like the vettels, the finger shaking and all of this, that you know, the, the Alonzos. <laughs> I mean, if he had if he'd a had a different piece of equipment under him, he made some some I'm thinking sad choices that, you know, he was a, a, a tremendous or is a tremendous driver, but he just never had the luck fall under him that he needed to keep him up there at the top. But what I really called you guys about tonight, I know this is Speed City from Austin, Texas, celebrating Coda. But, but I bought two tickets to the
0: Nashville Grand Prix Oh, last. sweet.
7: Yeah, baby! That's
4: going to be great.
0: <laughs> and I'm going to be there. I'm doing Try and Sam. Jonathan's going to be there, yeah. Hey,
7: hey. Well, I'm going to do my best to see you. I'll wear my, Come my on uh, Speed City hat. I'll wear my Speed City Good. hat. There you go. <laughs> Good boy. Uh, uh, this is great. This is great. But don't we have a guy that that didn't didn't this one guy go through the guardrail last year and create a big controversy <laughs> with his halo and all? Isn't he going to be an indie driver this year? Yes, sir. He rebound. is. Dale Coin Racing,
0: sir. There you go. I know exactly where it is on I-55. I've seen it. <laughs> You've driven by it a few times probably in the truck. <laughs>
7: I have, you certainly know me, I have. And again, you know, love what you guys do. It's really good to be in America talking this sport. It's so unusual. I have, I've met a guy that was from Birmingham, England, and, uh, I told him, you know, about, uh, this, that, the other, and he says, I've got two sons. I told him, this guy, he's he's a southern white boy from America and he doesn't like NASCAR. <laughs> he likes Formula One <laughs> and the frick and the frickin' Beaky Blinders. <laughs> <laughs> peaky blinders. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm glad you like the peaky <laughs> that's where I grew up is Peaky Blinders. I think well I did not know did not know that uh, the motorcycle company actually built firearms first. Huh? Yes. That makes sense yeah. though, if you think about it. It does it.
0: make sense engineering. It,
7: yes, it does, it yeah. does. And The problem with Peaky Blinders is the more I watch, the more I drink.
4: Well, that is a common problem for anything coming out
7: of Britain. (laughs) Okay, we should get back on point and talk Formula One, so I'll let you guys go. Just wanted to say hey and let you know we're still out here listening. Um. Before
4: you go, Mike, I want to put something in your noddle, as we say on Peaky Blinders, something in your head that will have you thinking up I-95.
0: So, we've talked uh-huh. Trans
4: Am, and we've talked yes. uh, Nas- Nashville. As you know, I'm mm-hmm. involved in Trans Am, and we have had more questions about the C8 Corvette and whether we could get it homologated Ooh. for Trans Am. And the answer well, I would is, <laughs> they are working on
7: it. Oh, so hallelujah. Well, I know that... They- as you well know, Corvette Racing went through a complete shakeup under with their management. Yeah, when they went to this new vehicle, so I've been kind of watching and seeing and hoping. And absolutely, I would love to see it. Yes, please, please, please. <laughs> Ha-ha, there you go. All
0: right, Mike. Thank you very much for listening and uh, and do look up Jonathan. Just give us a holler when you get down there to yeah, Nashville. And, do. and Jonathan will be in the booth and we'll maybe he'll try it. to try to come out and say hi. Hey,
7: you know, I I, I I'm not a, a anti swag guy. I like shirts, hats, you know. <laughs> the
0: girl with I'll the I'll see what I can find. It <laughs> all right, <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Mike. Have a good evening. All right, well, we got. We I'm got not a,
4: an anti swag guy. I like, I like that. that. That's, that's good. That's, that's that double reversal. <laughs> all
0: right, we have a caller on the line. If this is the Adam, I think it is. I think we're about to go back into the Hasf One discussion. Adam, welcome, oh, welcome. Welcome to the show, buddy.
1: Uh, hi guys, it's good to hear from you all again. Um, uh, it's funny you all are talking about the C8 Corvette. I, I made my, my racing debut yesterday at the National Corvette Museum track. Oh, sweet. Uh, oh, what were you like, driving? Uh, I was driving a Cadillac CTS. Sweet. Or, sorry, STS. STS, okay. Uh, for the King of the Heap racing series. It's a uh, series where the ra- cars can be no more than $1,000. <laughs> um, well, oh, right. Kind of like
0: I, 24 hours of lemons.
1: Basically, yes, except much shorter, just a, just the a kind of track day. So I saw plenty of C8s there. It was it was a good day. Um, cool. But, uh, no, actually, I, you guys were kind of talking about some of the driver dynamics, and I, a, a thought occurred to me. I, I, have a, I have a concern for my favorite team this year. Um, I know, like, the bromance between Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris was so <laughs> hyped, and I'm worried that people are pushing too hard for Lando and Danny to have The same relationship, and I feel like it could happen, and it and it could be a good dynamic. But the expectations everyone has from Carlos and Lando are are too high, and I I just I don't know what y'all were thinking about from a a team dynamic standpoint. Okay, so you're. I I think you're absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I think you're absolutely
4: right, Adam. Uh, It's a bit like having two Muhammad Ali's in each corner of a boxing ring. You know, they've got their quips, you know, they've got their jokes, but they're not necessarily going to join each other center stage in a song and dance. I think they're going to be in their own way as irreverent and fun as they've always been. And they'll play up to the cameras, but I think there is a deep seated seriousness. This is Lando's chance to really fight against one of Formula One's seniors, and there's no question that for Daniel, this has got to work. So um, you know, there might be a little levity now and again, but these don't don't think for one minute these guys aren't serious. So when the bell bell goes, to keep my boxing analogy goes uh, going, uh, I think we'll see two two Cassius Clay's, two Muhammad Ali's coming straight at each other.
1: Well, as a as a Louisville native and, and resident, I appreciate the Muhammad Ali reference. I, visit, <laughs> I visited his,
4: I visited his graveside last time I was in Louisville.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's probably about five minutes up the street from me. Oh, wow. Yep.
4: Huh. Uh, it's a wonderful that. place. And I didn't know because I, I, I learned an interesting little factoid. They placed him on his side facing east t- to Mecca. There you go. Huh. And, he's, and the rest of his family can be buried with him because he bought a big enough plot to put the rest of the family around.
0: You're full of insignificant trivia.
4: I am. That's what I do.
0: <laughs> Adam. But, but
4: I... I bet you Adam knew that.
0: <laughs> Adam, I want to ask you about the Haas f one team and I saw your comment on Twitter a while ago and i I, I feel like I think you and I are on the same uh, same feelings on this but what what do you think about the uh, the new livery and everything that's been going on with Haas?
1: well I'm gonna do my best to channel my uh Zach Brown as opposed to gunther Steiner
0: <laughs> uh, I, know, I know what that means no f bombs and yes.
1: and say i am i'm just disappointed i mean i really had had huge hopes for haas as as a team and and i knew it was going to take time to build it up um you know but as an american obviously there's gonna be a special place in my heart for an american f1 team and you know i i thought the hiring of maspin was a misstep given all his controversy i just don't think they needed it after the rich energy debacle I get it. They're, they're, you know, a team trying to attract sponsors. They're not at the pointy end of the grid, so they got to do what they can. But after rich energy, I just felt like getting somebody with that much baggage was, was a mistake. And then to basically go and, and, you know, we knew, we knew what it was. He's, he's a pay driver. His, his dad had bought him a share in an F1 team and for them to go and then just slather the car in Russian paint, I wouldn't even want to be him. I mean, because you got to you got to think everyone is looking at you in your car and going, "Oh, well, that's cool." I mean, I guess Daddy bought you a car, and at least if you're going to get Daddy to buy you a car, it should be at the pointy end of the grid, like green Mercedes. Hmm.
6: Yeah, I
4: don't, I, I don't think Lance would have been too impressed if he if, if he'd have put Lance Mobile on the side of the Force
0: India when he bought it. <laughs> Lance Mobile. I do like the choice of words, Adam. He slathered the uh, the slathered Russian the, Russ- the Russian logo on the side you, of the car. Are
4: you aware, Adam, of the doping thing I was talking about, and how other sports will not allow the Russian flag to be flown at certain sports?
1: I, I I had I was familiar with it. I I knew a little bit about it. Honestly, my first thought, and this is I won't get into my my work background. My first thought was, uh, surely, are there some sanctions concerns? I mean. The, these Russian oligarchs there's somebody connected with that company uh they're going to find out that uh is evading sanctions at some point uh, I'm not even worried about the doping uh, i i just hope that the haas f one team has really good accountants and
0: auditors oh, and lawyers well, and- well
4: if you think if you think that something smells off by what you're in, insinuating there, it is a fertilizer company. <laughs>
0: It's potash, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah,
1: there's the whole four seasons uh landscaping debacle, so uh, that may not hey, be too far off.
4: Hey, Adam, while we've got you, we we just talked about Verstappen Perez. Um, what you, how do you think that dynamic you just you know, you just talked about Ricardo and and um Lando? What about that dynamic at Red Bull with Perez coming in?
1: Uh, I agree with you that that this is, it's a make or break time for Perez getting on in his career compared to the younger up and comers like Mick Schumacher and the like. Uh, The thing is, and, and this has been the whole time that I've been an F1 fan, Red Bull seems to function best when they have a clearly defined number one driver. And I don't know if, if they're willing to, to put that effort behind perez unless he just comes out and just blows max out of the water in the first couple races and i don't always like max's attitude but he's easily one of the top three fastest drivers on grid so i don't know it's a big lift for perez i i you know we saw with back to vettel and weber it's and Mm -hmm. multi-21 red bull has a number one driver mercedes claims they don't have a number one driver but i mean they do they do very few teams, I, I, with the exception maybe of McLaren, that yeah. and, and they're uh, they seem to do pretty well for parity. But you know, uh, and and Ferrari, I don't know. I just I don't see it. I, I I I think it's the best move for Perez, and it is the best chance he's going to have at getting a championship uh, towards the end of his career. But um, Red Bull, they like having a number one.
0: Yeah.
4: Well,
1: you'd have to say on paper right now, Verstappen is that
4: number one because the only reason they got rid of Kivyat, the only reason that got rid of Gasly, the only reason they got rid of Alban was because Verstappen was the number one driver.
0: Yeah. Adam, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate your input. Our fans are incredibly knowledgeable and we appreciate that. Yeah. And uh thanks, Keep man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we gotta take a break and listen to Speed City live in Austin, Texas. Back after these messages.
3: or One in a Million, online at oneinamillion.com. Talk 1370, the right choice.
7: Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and this is Speed City. Welcome back
0: to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Welcome back to the show. Uh, We're going to talk a little uh, Aston Martin, because they did... Their reveal and what Sorry, I'm standing up. G- Gord, yeah.
4: <laughs> I know you just,
0: I know Mr. It's, got, Mr. it's got a
4: British flag on that car.
0: Well, that car is gorgeous. That I mean ah. that I think that has been uh from a livery standpoint my favorite with like hands down, not even close. So I mean, look, let's face it, this is a really exciting time for Aston Martin with all the money that Stroll has put into it.
4: Yeah, there's no question. And you uh, know what, Jonathan?
0: We let, sorry to interrupt you because we've got a clip from Mark Gallagher that right. I want to play. If, if the producer is he's shaking his head, he's got that one ready. So I want to play this because we had Mark on the show, mm-hmm. and if you don't know Mark, he's been in, uh, he's a, you know he's been in Formula one for decades. is an incredibly well, yeah. respected guy in the in the sport. But we he's had him on.
4: He's a sponsorship guy, and he's been around. Funnily enough, he he was part of um, Jordan before, long before you know. Yeah. They Are what they are, so um, yeah, he's been around Formula One as a Formula One insider, uh, raising deals and sponsorship deals for many years,
0: yeah. And we had him on the show back in June, uh, but but he's taught he he talked about this back then about what uh what was going to happen with Aston Martin. So let's hear from Mark Gallagher.
7: This amazing deal where in buying Aston Martin, he's then withdrawing the deal that they have with Red Bull Racing and he's moving that across and rebranding Racing Point. And let's be completely clear, what Lawrence Stroll is doing here is he is creating uh, the United Kingdom's answer to Ferrari. He's taking Aston Martin and he's saying, right, we're gonna build a globally recognized car brand, rebuild a globally recognized uh, sports car brand, and we're gonna use Formula One as the showcase to do that. So of course, McLaren have copied that kind of Ferrari model before. And Lawrence now plans to do that with Aston Martin. So,
0: yeah,
4: yeah, that's really interesting. And I, you know, I think we were talking last week, and I said, you know, growing up in England, um, you know, uh, you know, I mean, if you follow Formula One, especially if you're involved in the sport, you obviously try as a journalist not to have favourites, and you have to be, you know. Um, but I, I grew up in England. So, you, you know, you, you, you have to follow the teams. And, you know, um, I, Force India never meant anything. Jordan was good because they were the little team that could. And it was run by the owner, Eddie Jordan, you know, yeah. um, Force India with Vijay Malia is such a, a you know, a, a flamboyant Indian was good. Uh, but again, it wasn't our identity. McLaren have always been kind of a bit standoffish and austere and engineer motivated. So that never got the fans necessarily all, all, all geared up, unless you're an Andy Um, And so I honestly, as I said to you the other week, this really does m- make me as an English fan of Formula One. Sit up and listen. Those colors are iconic. They are the British racing colors. Back in the day when motorsport began, the French were blue the italians were red and the british were green mainly with bentley's back then but also aston martin's later later on and you know this is uh, you know when i saw that british flag on the on the front of that nose cone and saw the colors i was like wow that's 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 my team yeah.
0: brilliant <laughs> it was it was it is brilliant now i but i i love it i think that you know it it stirs emotion i mean what yeah. do we want in our in our sport right I mean, it's just like we were talking about a few months a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Formula One trying to get emotion back in the sound and the and the yep. mechanics of the new engine. Well, this is exactly the same thing. They're trying to stir emotion with that green. That's and I mean, besides the fact that it does look cool, but it, it's trying to stir emotion. And I think they've done it for sure for you, but I think they've done it for a lot more of us, you know. And and what about having um Bond, James Bond, uh at the at the reveal with what's his name? Craig? Um Oh, I forgot his name. The the uh the former Daniel Craig. Daniel Daniel Craig, the the 007 actor at the yep. launch. Awesome, right? I mean
4: they're... But what was Tom Brady doing there? That was a bit deflated by that.
0: It <laughs> did have Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Pretty By the way,
4: I'm here all week and uh I'm available waitress. for bar, bar mitzvahs <laughs> and tippy waiters, yeah. Uh but
0: yeah, I guess Brady, I don't know how that came to be. Brady's on and off been a been, uh public about his Formula 1 uh, fanness, but I don't know fan-ness. exactly. But they, but they had him talking about the uh, the car and everything too. So maybe he has a couple of Aston Martins in his garage, his thirty car garage, probably could be. Yes, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah,
4: I have to say, of all the launches I've seen, it was the most polished and slick. I think of the cars I've seen, I think it, it really is good. Uh, they also have an American sponsor in NetApp.
0: Yeah, that's right. My,
4: my brother-in-law is is like. The man at NetApp, in my awesome. opinion, and so he, you know it's British, got NetApp. It's God oh, it's it's got a lot going for it.
0: <laughs> well, there is a we've got an interview that I want to play. This is the the guy. His name is Mark Reichman, Marek Reichman, and he's executive vice president, but he's the chief creative officer, which at Aston Martin and uh, Aston Martin Lagunda. and so he probably had a lot to do with that. The emotional. British racing green design that we saw. So let's hear from Mark Reckman.
5: Yeah, we are in Gaydon, the factory of Aston Martin, in the Midlands, and we are launching today AMR21, which is our first Formula One car for 61 years. I mean, it is so exciting today to be unveiling the AMR21. It's been a journey in terms of the livery, creating the car. You're gonna see something very special in the car when you see it on the grid. It's such an important moment for Aston Martin, beyond excitement for myself. Plus, I'm an F1 fan. Yeah, we are launching not just the AMR21 Formula One car, but we're also showing on that car a brand new wing. It's the 12th time we've reinvented the wing over our 108 years of history. We're using Formula One as our experimentation platform. It's an experimental Graphic design of that wing. We show it on the F1 car and then eventually it will, it will feature in the broader world of Aston Martin. We've decided to launch AMR 21 in green. Aston Martins have raced in green since 1922. It's always been part of our heritage, part of our makeup. It's expected in many ways, but we've spent a lot of time, almost 12 months, defining the color, the right green, the right green on camera. And that green also goes onto our road cars as well. So it's a paint that we have to paint in the factories, not just on the F1 car.
0: Jonathan, I think it's it's John Deere green also, isn't it? No. <laughs> I, you re- very, I'm very, very nice dare you. Know. That's exactly what I was trying to get out of you. Was a, a R- visceral...
4: Listen here, Rimsky. Listen here, Rimsky, <laughs> Rimsky- Korsakoff. <laughs> <don't
0: even> <laughs> Ooh. that's
4: a british racing green color i'll have you know <laughs> uh, and you can't buy it in the shops down da- da- down it
0: well you know i grew up on a ranch so i was just had to throw that uh, throw that in there
4: <laughs> it's very similar to, to to john deere i'll give you that but all comparisons after that are over
0: <laughs> all right well we are pretty much out of time we got about a minute left or so jonathan um i you know what if we've got time Producer, do we have the clip of um, the gentleman, uh, uh, Allison, from Mercedes F1? Yes. Because I want to play that clip. It's it's Let's play that right now because it talks all about the aerodynamics this year. See if he's ready. The
5: that the floor was changed by, although it won't look like a huge amount to someone who's not a real aficionado of the sport, anyone who does understand the sport a bit knows that the floor's are where most of the aerodynamic efficiency comes from. And you don't have to cut them up very much before you destroy the goodness that was in them. And so these regulations were designed to destroy some of the goodness that was in them. And exactly how the regulation landed on each team, no one knows. We're a low-rate car. Everyone knows that we're a car that runs with the back of the car nearer the ground than, say, the Red Bull. Will these rules hurt a low-rate car more than a high-rate car? We don't know. We'll find out when we start racing them.
0: Cuz it's such an important clip and mm. go rec- yeah. that was from Sky Sports. They did it's on their YouTube channel. Go check it out because I mean think about how important that is for this especially this coming up year with that new tapered floor. But thanks everybody really for tuning in. To round it up, yeah. Yep. Thanks for tuning in everybody and thanks for our callers tonight and check us out on our website and our social media. We do lots of stuff all during the week and we will talk to you next Sunday night. Happy
7: trails.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news...